One thing I want to talk a little about Houston, and then I want to sort of do a little congregational chat. The first is, you may know that I'm from Texas. My mom lives in Texas, and many of you have been asking me, is your mom okay? She's fine. My mom, my family, thank you for asking, live in the Dallas area and are basically have not been impacted by the tragedy in Houston. But Teresa and I lived north of Houston for nine years before coming up here. And fortunately, the friends that we have from the community, as far as we know, have not been impacted uh, other than just the way everybody's been impacted. But there are like 12 disciples of Christ churches in the middle of all that. Some have been damaged by water. Some have been damaged by wind. And they've all lost families. So people are asking, you know, what can we do? How can we help? Let me just give you two recommendations. One is Red Cross is awesome. They're, they're always there, show up, and supporting the Red Cross is a great thing. The other is, is in the Disciples of Christ, we have a, a ministry called Week of Compassion. And it's, it's all the Disciples of Christ churches around the country. They give to it. We support it through your giving. And then they send money to disasters. When we lived there before and there was a disaster, we got a check at my church that we were able to distribute to some families to help relocate some families in our church. So if you'd like to do that, you can go to the Disciples of Christ website, disciples.org, and there will be a, something there on Week of Compassion that you can celebrate our common work together as disciples. This is the other thing. I would ask you just to pray. And not just pray, uh, I mean, of course, pray for families and people that are suffering in the midst of this terrible circumstance in Houston, but just also pray that this will be a unifying event for, for people in our country. That will be something that will bring people who are at odds with one another together to focus on our common purpose as a country to help and heal. And may it be not wasted and be divisive, but be a time of unity for us. I think that's important. It's on my heart. I would just ask that we take a moment and pray. And just whatever's on your heart this morning, pray for people who are living there and for those who are responding. Let's pray. Hear our prayer, O oh God. Amen. So I want to do a little bit of a brief sort of congregational update this morning. I want to talk to you a little bit what's been happening in our church over the past, past few months. And just very clear transparent conversation with you. Now I will tell you when it comes to talking to the church about different things, you know sometimes people say stop talking, start talking you know uh, anything you do has a negative or a positive consequence and so sometimes I just sometimes I just make the wrong decisions so I just always appreciate your forgiveness, your grace and your patience with me as a leader. So let me talk to you about what's been happening this summer this summer has been an interesting thing for our church because at the beginning of the summer, we just began to see a lot of newcomers come to our church. This is very positive. Church is a welcoming, loving, grace-filled thing, and we've seen probably more first-timers in our church during the summer than any time I remember in 15 years. In the month of July, we had 27 people join the church, which has, has not happened before. 
And then last month, in August, we had a, a Discover Middletown event where we welcomed new people, and it was the largest attendance that we've ever had in the middle of summer, and one of our larger attending ever. People are interested in what we're doing and who we are in the city. It's because you're this loving, grace-filled church, but also this church that just serves with its hands and does great things in the city. Meanwhile, 24 months ago, we started this campaign to eliminate our church debt. And over 24 months, this is what's happened. Our debt has gone from $3.9 million to $1.4 million. That's pretty extraordinary. The reason that's happening is because it's not just because we're trying to get rid of debt. It's because we want to be focused outward. And there's all kinds of mission stuff happening. Marla Cotilli sitting up here at front, and we've got a family immersion experience in our city for families in outreach mission this, this fall. But with all that said, we've also been enduring a difficult time the last few months. And I won't hide some of the sorrow that I personally, personally, deeply feel. Several months ago, our church made a decision, our elders and board made a decision to be more open and inclusive as a church, particularly in, in our marriage policy. Don't want to dissect that, go into all that, the winds, wise, wiles, and all that. And the result of that has been is that it caused some people in our church chose to leave because of it. Now, that's not the only reason. So I don't want to say that's the only reason. There are a lot of things that we could have done better, that we could, you know, you second guess this, that. We need to do a better job at communicating with each other, bringing people more along, getting poor people involved in decision-making, all that, I understand that. But that's been difficult for our church, and the people that have left, I just want to tell you, I have personally grieved over every single person that has left, and I love them and respect them for the choices that they have made. But I also want to take a moment to say to those of you who are here, who have disagreed with the decision the church has made, I want to tell you, thank you. Thank you because you stayed around and are here and you believe in the common vision of being a church which has people with different points of view and that that's okay and that's healthy and celebrated. For, though, for those of you, you get and understand our larger vision. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm just saying thank you. And for those who've struggled to understand too, thank you. My heart is always going to be opening and welcoming. But this decision and other things that I'm talking about have caused some consequences, and some of those are financial. Earlier in the summer, we should have said more about it to you, but we didn't. But the loss of giving uh, as a result of the families that left is, is a significant amount. Some very generous people who are generous and lovely people. But that put us in a situation where our budget is sustainable. And so we had to make some tough decisions. And uh, the, the board asked me to put together a staffing plan that was sustainable. And so as a consequence, we had to eliminate a full-time staffing position. And that meant on Tuesday, I had to do something I didn't want to do that was very painful to me personally because I deeply love and respect and I'm a better minister for working with Chris Cherry, but had to, to release Chris Cherry from our staff because he was moving into another position and it's no longer necessary. Fortunately, we have Corey here who is stepping full-time into the position of youth minister. That was a, one of the hardest days I've ever had as a minister, 
it was just, I, I can't speak to my deep sorrow about that. Dave Seeley is going to be retiring in a year, believe it or not, after 25 years of ministry, and he's moving. We reduced some of his hours. Melvin has reduced a little bit of hours. He's doing an internship at the Baptist Hospital and hospital chaplaincy, so that worked out good for him. But even with all that, it still puts us in still a bit of a, in a, in a we're in a financial bind. I've never wanted to stand up here and ask you to give because you already give so generously. Could we have diverted embrace funds to make that happen? Yes, but we're not going to do that. You know why? Because it's a violation of trust. Our commitment, our commitment is to be debt-free in 2019 no matter what because that's who we're going to be, and we don't want to violate the trust of those who've chosen to make that commitment. I wanted you to know that, and I wanted to say thank you for who you are and for your commitment to be a part of this church. I love you. It's time to put this behind us. It's time to move forward. It's time to embrace our city. Let's pray. Let's move. Let's go. And let's give. So that's all I want to say, and it's from my heart to you. Thank you.